To the rise of Jim Carrey, I'm Dave. And I'm Tristan. And we are so glad that you could join us uh, during this uh, incredibly difficult time uh, that we're having during the pandemic. And I hope that this uh, episode brings you some joy uh, in what can be like a, quite a, a tough time for a lot of people. So, uh, Look, I, 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 it is a horrible time, but I am kind of going back and enjoying watching a lot of classic films. So that's can't go to the cinema to watch anything. So I've been going back and 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 watching the the good ones, which has been an absolute joy. Yeah, I've been reading a lot, so yeah, <laughs> I think that sort of tells you where I'm at at the moment. The number twenty three. Yes. Um, so that's what we are looking at today. Uh, Apart from, I think, Once Bitten, which was the first film that we looked at. Uh, this is the first film that I have not seen before of Jim Carrey's. I realised I have seen it. I had I watched it and then I was lying in bed and like snapped awake. I'm like, oh, wait, I have seen that movie before. And my wife was like, yeah, cool. We finished watching it three hours ago. <laughs> but I was like, no, I have seen that. I saw it at the cinema. And obviously it had quite the impact on you. Oh, yeah. Well, I was you... working at the cinema at the time, so I, <laughs> I saw it for free, but... Uh... Uh, should we start off with the, uh, the elevator pitch? Yes. I think it's your I turn? think it might be. Okay. Bing! Alright, got this idea for the movie. The number 23. Okay. That's it. It's just about the number 23. Bing! This this is my floor. The 23rd. What? Coincidence? Let's... Like, it's about the coincidences in the number 23 and this guy goes bad and the guy is Jim Carrey being serious. Welcome to the 23 Club. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, let's just go straight into buy the numbers. Look, also, we, we must say at the start of this episode, we don't know how long this episode is going to be because, um, yeah, you'll find <laughs> out why. Um, it was made in 2007, uh, directed by Joel Schumacher yeah. from uh, Batman fame. Yes, he is the guy who gave Batman nipples. Just made George Clooney really sad. Uh, really sad about his own acting. He's the guy who made George Clooney go on national te- international television and apologise for the movie that he was in. So, it sort of lets you know where we're at. Uh, what else has Joel Schumacher done of note? Uh, he did the uh, Fan of the Opera, not remake, but uh, adaptation for the cinema. Um, he's done a few bits and pieces. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm not a huge fan of his work. I, I can't think of anything that he's done that I'm like, oh yeah, that's a great film. But I'm sure... Obviously, people out there really like him and like what he does. I am not one of those people. Yeah. I, I find him to be quite uh, uh, an arrogant, self-centred director. Who, yeah. Um, and uh, definitely something that shows in this film. Thinks he's a lot smarter than uh, his films are or thinks his films are a lot smarter than they actually are. Yeah, I would agree 100%. Um, yeah. Um, it cost $30 million to make. How much do you think it has earned uh, worldwide gross? Seven. Seven million dollars. No, just just seven dollars. No, it's made, it's, it was, well, it's made, you, you went and saw it at the cinema and that was it. And I saw it for free. <laughs> uh, yeah, 77 million dollars. One of the things that I was thinking about doing, like what we should do is every time a number is brought up, figure out the way that you can get it back to 23. <laughs> because that is all this film is about. <laughs> um Jim. Seven, seven plus a million minus seven million plus twenty-three equals twenty-three. What? Oh! <laughs> um, that's about as good as the maths in this film, to be honest. <laughs> um, Jim Carrey got paid twenty-three million dollars, which, if you look at it, is like such a huge chunk of this budget. Like that means they made this film on like seven million dollars. And it shows. It really does. Like, there's just things in this film where I'm like, this is just 
bad. It's just bad. But I love, I love uh, the thought that Jim Carrey's uh, agent probably put into that. And like, somehow the number twenty three. Yeah. Let's uh, let's just say twenty three million dollars because that's it's about coincidences and about the number twenty three. So if we put the number well, twenty three in front of them. That's a cool uh, little uh, trivia, and we get Jim Carrey lots of money. Yeah, I feel like. Because, like, on the IMDb trivia, which is, like, my go-to. Like, I love IMDb trivia. Anybody who knows me is like, yes, we know you quote it all the time. (laughs) But he, like, apparently Jim Carrey, a long time before this film, was obsessed with the number 23. And that's why he wanted to do this film. Yeah, well, it's a thing. It's kind of based on on a big thing. And I, I am, like, not everything that you're obsessed with is worth... An hour and a half of my time. Yeah, <laughs> and this and this is a, luckily, thank God, this film is only an hour and a half. Yeah, it feels like three hours. <laughs> oh my god! I think like I I don't actually I didn't I didn't bother putting in likes and dislikes <laughs> and what the furs this this week because it it was just it's just like things that I was like oh should we just start let's okay. let's let's um, do it. Uh, so this is my these are my first two notes. This is my first two notes, and these were written, oh, I think maybe a minute and a half in. Okay, <laughs> there's a minute and a, a half in. A minute twenty three seconds. What? Well, oh. we nearly finished this film at eight twenty three exactly, and just as he says he's in the prison. Spoilers, uh, and does that last look up at the clock. And the film ends, I looked at the clock and it was 8.24 and I was like, oh my God, I couldn't deal with it. <laughs> um, first two notes. Intense opening. Yep. Not my sort of movie. <laughs> that was it. Like, I, I, I don't like scary movies. I don't like... like I, watch, I watch a lot of like Paro and stuff like that. So I don't mind like psychological things. But I don't like things that are like intentionally trying to scare me because I'm like, why would I do that? Like, in my opinion... And, you know, this is probably a whole other podcast, but, like, the world is a scary enough place. I don't need someone actively trying to give me an anxiety attack. I don't need it. And, like, I was, like, straight up... Like, I I actually brought watching this movie forward two hours in my day so that my wife could watch it with me just in case it actually was a scary movie. And she was like, oh, okay, I thought... Because she's like, I've got to chat with my friends. And then she was like, why did you make me watch that? I'm like, I'm so sorry. I thought it was going to be better. I, th- I think you and I have, have, have similar, similar feelings on, on that kind of scary movie thing. Is, is I, I want to go to a cinema to enjoy myself, to um, sometimes be challenged, to sometimes um, uh, kind of think about things. Whereas kind of scary movies, and I wouldn't call this a horror, but those types of, of, of movies... Are playing with your emotions. They're they're making you feel anxious. They're 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 making you feel tense. Um, and that's to to kind of release endorphins and and get a specific feeling that a lot of people really gravitate towards and really enjoy that the, the, those kind of jump scares and the 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 body's reaction to that. And there's there's such an art in doing that really, really well and, and being able to play with people's emotions and, and take them on a journey through through a, a, a horror film and, and having those very visceral reactions to what you're watching. A lot of people love that. I, I, I have so much respect for that. It's not what I want from a film. It's not why I go to the cinema. Oh, 100%. Like, the cinema... I've been thinking this about this a lot because the cinemas are closed. And for me, like, the cinemas are a really safe space. Yeah. And it is, it is a space where I go to escape and it is a space where I go to really just lose myself in the world in front of me and, like, I think about all the movies that I really love. Uh, this is becoming a very different episode <laughs> that I really love and it's a movie where, like, I stopped thinking. Yeah. And just was, like, for, like, an hour... I was just like on the Millennium Falcon, like yeah. having a good time, like like oh man, Han and Chewie, this is great, like Star Wars, like that's sort of stuff. love that sort of stuff. But like, why would it like and like if it like I've seen Twelve Years a Slave, right? I watched it on my own. That in my mind, that's a horror film. Yeah, but that's like I watch it and I endure it because 
it's a real story and it's about humans and things that happen and like it's 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 an important film to watch and learn from but like somebody going out and being like ah this guy coming with a knife and i'm just like oh, is there <laughs> like why like i don't want to live in this world i don't yeah. want to be there with you and i i wouldn't call this a a, a horror film at all this is very much a a, a thriller or yeah. like a psychological thriller yeah. it's 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 there's a mystery that you need to solve and i i, I quite enjoy that when they're done well this is not done well. Yeah, I'm like, I was about to say, is it? <laughs> is it? Um, my next quote... You can, you can kind of tell where it's going within the first yeah. couple of minutes. Oh, 100%. The way he sits in that car and that very slow panning shot down on him and like the sepia kind of tones and like everything's dark and I was just like, oh, oh, it's so scary. And I was just like, oh my God. Like, you are smashing me over the head with this. And it's like frame one. Yeah. The credits... That's, uh, that's Joel Schumacher, though. He yeah. likes, to, he likes to, to whack themes over your head very much. I, I, I thought of you. I think of you every time <laughs> a movie starts. And I thought, these opening credits are incredibly long. Yeah. They are incredibly long. And like, the spatter of blood and all the 23s and all that stuff. I was just like... Who cares, dude? Like, no one cares. Yeah, but it, it does set you up for the movie because those opening credits are people, uh, dates and events that add up to the number 23 and then the entire film are events that somehow add up to the number 23 just being recited at you again and again and again and again. Oh, coincidence. But, okay, okay, I'm, gonna just, I'm just going to get this right now. <laughs> the maths in this film is bullshit. Like, stupid. So sorry, stupid. I know I shouldn't swear, but like, I sat there and I was like, but like, this maths, you can make anything add up to 23. Yeah. And they're like, that's the point. Well, I can make anything add up to 24. I can make it add up to one. Because yep. all you have to do is like, yeah, and then add six. And it's like, oh, it's 23. Oh, my God. It's like, guys, like, it's like, yeah, but if you add those two together, it's like, yeah, but if you add that one to itself, then none of your maths work. Yeah. Like, if you go looking for it, you will find it. But, like, why? We, why? Yep. Why? You, I don't know. But, like, the, the thing that frustrates me about this film is... The, they know that. They know mm. that's what's happening and they call it out. They've got characters in there that go, well, it's just coincidence. Uh, any number could add up to, to yeah. this. You can, you can, you're just seeing things and they think by calling it out uh, makes them seem a, a, a lot smarter and, and kind of on your side because they're like, yes, we know, we know it's silly, but this is still the premise of the film and it, it, go, it goes further than that. But just because you're calling it out doesn't mean that yeah. it's going it, to change my opinion. Yeah, like they, and, and, and I think to take it one step further, they call it out and they go, yeah, see, it's the whole thing. And then they go, uh, is it? Yeah. And you're like, no, get away from me. Like, oh. Yeah, it, it's that, it was, it was those moments that just made me not care about yeah. this film. I just, I, I'm sorry, I did not like this film at all. I'm going to say, I did not like it at all. Like, but, wacky car. He's a yep. dog catcher. I dog was catcher. like, bam. I tell you what I did like. Um, I did quite like, the creation of his life and his personality within the opening bit of him and, like, just how they kind of, like, him kind of going, like, it's my birthday and then, like, flashing to the woman and then, like, her trying to hook up with him and, like, his wife and, like, because he got bitten by the arm of the dog. Like, that, I was like, you're giving us so much exposition so quickly. But... I know exactly who this person is. Like, he's, he doesn't gel into the world. He's, like, he doesn't sit. And I was like, okay, like, I know that. I don't think it's done particularly... Yeah, it's, it's yeah. three minutes of character development that they just don't bother yeah. with at all for the rest of the film. Which, yeah. I, which I understand because he's going down this, this, this different path. But they literally do that character development and then forget about it. Yeah. My, my wife... Um, works at an animal shelter, um, and she. I, I'm so I'm so excited she, you bringing this up because like I I'm just like is this this isn't how this works. Okay, so she screamed at the TV. His dog technique is 
beep, 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 beep. <laughs> His dog technique of catching a dog is so wrong. It is actually, like, she, like, was laughing. She's yeah. like, I would have bitten you if you had done that to me. He's coming down at the dog. He's making full eye contact with the dog. He's leaving himself open. Like, the slip collar, like, everything he's doing is so wrong that it's like, and he gets bitten by the dog. And he's like, oh, you know, it's the one dog that bit me. And I'm like, I doubt that. <laughs> I doubt. And the fact, and, and the thing that she really called out is that she was like, the fact that he slips out of that dog collar, she's like, you can't. Yeah. He's like, he can't. You would have, like, he would literally have to, like, when he's ungets a bit, like, release it and let go of it completely for that to happen. And she's like, the dog, he couldn't do that. Yeah. He couldn't do that. She was very, like, because, like, what you should always say, hey, if you ever see a scared dog, get low, turn sideways, don't make eye contact, let it smell you, get its trust that way, like, maybe give it, like, something to eat, give it something like that so that it relaxes and only at the last step do you then, like, put that thing around it or if it is being aggressive. Sometimes, and I get it, and there's probably a lot of people who are going to listen, it's like, well, what if the dog is aggressive? Absolutely. That dog... Not aggressive. ...was not aggressive. That dog was scared, but also when he put that thing on it, the dog was like, cool. And it's like, yeah, that is a, that is a like, that's a chill dog. Yeah. Like, it did, like, because dogs, like, there are clips of dogs, like, the whole body like they've lifted them up because they've gone wild and that and I was like and he and like he put his arm like in its mouth basically yeah. and I'm like good I hope you get bit you deserve <laughs> it so don't do that yep oh so angry <laughs> it was just trying so hard to be spooky yeah like oh then the dog runs to the cemetery and sits on the tomb at the cemetery and then he goes there but the dog has disappeared. Ooh. But they don't show you who's on the tombstone. I wonder if that's going to come up again. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's like cool. I was like, I wouldn't live in this town. It's <laughs> awful. It's all gloomy and burning through these. Um, I did mind at the start when he first started reading the book and the sort of like memory sequence of like kind of like following the story up to Mm. the point where the widow next door was killed I didn't mind that and I didn't mind it because it reminds me of the tale of the three brothers from Harry Potter (laughs) and the Deathly Hallows when Hermione tells the story that kind of animation style and I was like oh this is not bad but even then, I was like, what is this? I was like, also, who's got eyes on this eight-year-old? Just running around. <laughs> who's killed this woman? Like, where is everybody? What is happening? So That's the mystery. Such, such <laughs> a joke. I really didn't like the weird detective version of the story and the weird detective version of life. Like, yeah, I, it- I really... Like, I thought Jim... It's such an amazing job. Such an amazing... He looks really, really cool with long, slicks back hair and no, a trench coat. No, I, I would disagree. Oh, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> he, I, he looks so out of place, which I think is kind of the point, but... Yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of was like... I was like... I think it's because I played a character in a play once that looked a lot like that. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that is a cool look for cool guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just I just didn't like it. And I just was like, I hate. I, why is this happening? Yeah. Like, why? Well, that, that's the, and that's one of the things that that I've got down is like I love the idea of using the characters in this film as the characters in this story. I think it's a really good idea, and using kind of a different visual tone yeah. within that, I think is such a such an intriguing way to tell a story. Um, a, a really intriguing way to tell a, a film that's quite visually interesting that is completely wasted in this movie. Yeah. It looks horrible. It looks fake. It looks... It just feels out of place. 
he feels out of place in the world the the chemistry between the actors in these these story sequences just doesn't feel like there's anything there that being said it doesn't feel like there's chemistry between any of the characters no. in this film yeah that's my next major criticism um of this film there are lots of and this is getting really into the actor's opinion but like there are so there is a scene in this movie where he's like read the book and then his wife and his son come home and he's like tells them all about like the number 23 and how everything's 23 and it is such a scene that you would be given in an actor's workshop and because it's terrible and you're like your job is to make this come to life mm. that is your job I know that when I've taught workshops, sometimes I will literally give actors just gobbledygook, like just real bizarre stuff that doesn't actually, even from the same play, even from the same text, I go, make it work. That's your job. And that's what I feel like. Like, if I watch a movie and I can see the actor working and like grasping at anything, and the one who kind of does it the worst is actually the son because I don't think he's got anything to work with. And like Oh, the, they all had nothing to work yeah, with. Yeah, but like I feel like just sorry, in this one particular scene, like mm. I, I couldn't oh, agree yeah, more. Yeah. Like there is nothing in this script. Like I would I I feel like the script was as big as the book and they were like flicked through it and he's like, where's the rest of it? And I'm like, no, that's it. <laughs> it was like oh, okay. Cool. But I feel like this in that particular scene, the son, he so quickly it's like Oh, yeah. yeah, the number 23. Oh, I'm all in, Dad. I'm all in. And I'm just like, why? How? Like, why? Mm. Like, that's garbage. Like, no, you're not. He hasn't convinced you. He hasn't hit his objective, which is to convince you that he's right. The, the mother, his wife, immediately, like, immediately was like, nah. Like, I feel like, and I said this, I turned, I turned to my wife and I said, okay, like, if you had come home, and that was me. Like, what would you do? And she's like, well, I'd probably hear you out. Yeah. And be like, all right, well, yeah, you make some an interesting point. That is super weird. Like, huh, what do we do about that? Instead of just going, no, and storming upstairs. And the son's like, yeah, I mean, and Jim's just like by him, just acting by himself. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and no, no disrespect to the actors because they are, they're doing so well with mm. what they've got to work with. But the, the, I just feel that there's no character on these the page that they had to do all the heavy lifting and it, it, it's one of these scripts that just feels like the 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 decisions that are, are being made the decisions that the characters are making are because it's said so in the script mm. not through character um and not through a a, a, a coherent plot it's just uh, these are the points we need to hit for this story to to work and to have this kind of mystery and we'll just kind of fill it out as best we can without having a story that makes sense and without having a story that comes from character. And that's what I'm about is, is you need to believe that the decisions being made in a film are coming out of, out of the character. And I think that's where our, our worlds really blend together, being filmmaker and actor, yeah. is, is coming together and working that out together of... This is what the character would do in this moment, and finding that truth. It's something you always say: is finding the yeah. truth. There's no truth in this. No, like film there's whatsoever. Like, like, if I think about like, there's one really interesting scene in this. Well, no, there's not. But for as an actor, the scene where he gets the book for a birthday present, and then they go to the party, mm. and he says to her, "Why? Why am I seeing your friends on my birthday?" And she says, "Because you don't have any." And the reason he doesn't have any is because he can't remember his life before, basically, like, before they met. Like, everybody he knows is, is from the mental institution. And I'm like, there's such an interesting moment there. There is such an interesting thing of, like, but why doesn't he have any friends? Yeah. Because he's really likable. And this is actually one time where I was like, oh, he's actually playing genuinely likable instead of like, oh, I'm wacky. Oh, I'm a yeah. wacky dad. Like, like just the way he's with his son when he like walks in and he's like, sees his son with the girl and he's like, let's, let's just 
sticks out on the porch for a little bit so that like and he's like oh, you've got drugs and like plays with his son I'm like he's actually a nice guy and yeah. he's genuine and I'm like but like if you give us that little bit at the start of like oh he doesn't have friends it's just like oh well you know like I don't even know what they would say but like that gives us like oh something's off about him mm. and this story but they don't he just goes oh that's right I have no friends and then like but also that 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 kind of yeah. um, not remembering things before that feels like it's a, an important plot point that you need to seed at the start, not when you're doing the big reveal at the end. Yeah, because there would be like, because they're like, oh, you know, like my dad, like he knows that his mum died, and he knows that his dad has died, mm. which. I would assume would be quite a big trauma which would normally spark memory but he doesn't like oh, it's kind of like my mum mm. that she died you know and then I got like really like messed up in my 20s and like with the 20, number 23 and killed that woman like it's like come on man like yeah. why do you get to remember this bit not remember anything else because the script tells Cause you it's so, yeah it's so convenient it's so convenient it's like I remember what helps the plot everything else is garbage like but, I'm going to but, say garbage a lot, guys. Yeah. Just go with me. But but also, if you put any other bits of information in there, you're guessing what that twist is immediately. Yeah. It, it's it's still very easy to guess where the film is going. And any bit of information put in before that big reveal is going to make it 100% obvious. And yeah. that's why we don't have it there, is because the, the story isn't strong enough to... Uh, to seed those things in to make the reveal a lot more um, meaningful when it comes down. And and the good example of this is, is something like The Sixth Sense, mm. where that was such a big twist and caught so many people by surprise. And what it did well is it, it had those seeds in there. It, you could work it out if, if, if you really wanted to, but there's no seeds in here to 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 point towards the big twist ending well, he, because it would have made it so obvious. Well, he literally sits there and says, "Oh, this book is just like my life. It's like it's a written about me." And it's like, "Oh, guys, I feel like," and I would love to hear your opinion on this. Like, I feel like this film is incredibly disrespectful to its audience. Yeah, because like I feel like he's like, "Oh." They're stupid. They won't get this. And it's like, yeah, they will. Like, yeah, he's like, oh, like, doesn't care enough about his audience to actually give them clues and let them figure it out. One, probably because he doesn't know how to do that. Yeah. But yeah, I just feel like it's really disrespectful to the intelligence of its audience. Yeah. Down to the name of the bloody author of that book. Top's Secret. Oh, my God. And I love how the guy in the... The prison's just like, yeah, top secret, yeah, stupid name. I was like... Again, calling it out oh. doesn't make it okay. And the and the guy from the institution, Sirius Ali. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, guys, come on. It's like, oh, I bet they were like, <laughs> no one's ever going to figure this out. <laughs> okay, i got a question for you. <laughs> if you were given, I don't know, like a 30-page, double-line, spaced, handwritten uh, manuscript, which is what it is. <laughs> How long would that take you to read? Uh, give it an hour or two. Yeah. Um, I, look, I don't have a lot of notes about this film, but I had the exact same thing. Yeah. It's not a long book. Large print, double-spaced. Like, he's taking way too long to read that book. I, like, I am, I am a dyslexic man. I am not <laughs> the fastest reader. I sat there and was like... I could read that book, you know, like I could power through that book in probably two hours with a nice cup of tea and maybe a biscuit. Like he took like four days and it's like, she's like, like, well, his wife had already read it. She, she reads it because he's like, what, 20 minutes late to pick her up. She reads the whole thing in like 20 minutes, but he takes four days to read it. I just, it just angers me. It just, and she's like, Convenient oh, wait till you get to the end. Wait till you get to the end. And I'm like, uh, okay. Like, uh. Also, pretty boring book. Oh. I thought the stylized detective world was trying way too hard to be Sin City. Yeah. Did Sin City come out before this? Uh, or I after? think it was before. I'm, I feel like it was a 2001. Yeah, it's just trying so hard to do it. Like I was just like, Ugh. and I had one of my favorite notes. 
<laughs> but I got, I got so, I got a lot. I really lost faith halfway through, and I was just like, I hope it's just rabies. Like, I hope he got rabies from the dog. And yes. He's just having a mental breakdown from that. I hope that's all this is. Like, I hope yeah. that in with them, they're like, oh, when he did his, did you give him a rabies shot? Oh no, I didn't. Oh my god, we got to get you to a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Credits roll. Smash mouth. Credits roll. That's it. But it wasn't. Also, a good red herring that they could have put in, but didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Absolutely. See, filmmaker. <laughs> Immediately, you're like, oh, that's actually really good. Like, if he thinks he's got rabies. No, no if everyone else thinks yeah. that he's got rabies. Yeah. I'll talk about it in a minute. But, like, for me, we're both married men. Mm. How quickly that relationship turns... I was like, that is the rockiest foundation. Like, instantly. Yeah. Like, instantly. She's like, oh, I don't, I'll worry about him. And he's like, oh, oh, she's out to get me. 20 minutes. And I was like, support him. Yeah. He's obviously having a hard time. He's just been, like, bitten on the arm very seriously by a dog. He, he's incompetent at his job. <laughs> <laughs> he is very bad. Look, been, she, she's not... That much better. That dog cake was pretty... Uh, didn't, I wouldn't be going to that cake store, that's for yeah. sure. I thought the same thing. I was like, <laughs> oh... I bet you Tristan's wife is like looking at... Just shaking her head. Yeah, <laughs> my, my, my wife is a, a, a very talented cake maker. Very talented. Um, and I am not... And I could have done a better job than that dog cake. Yeah, you definitely could have. I've seen your cakes you've made. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like... And he's like, oh, sorry. I'm like, nah, destroy it. Just ruin all of her. <laughs> put it cake. down. Just, put it down. Just put them all down. Like, I just, I was like, ah, oh, just turn. I was like, so, like, there's so many steps where I'm just like, talk to him. Mm. Just talk to him. He is like having, reminds me a lot of the Grinch. <laughs> there is a person who is having a traumatic episode and nobody supports them. And yeah. they're just like, like, he is having a mental freaking breakdown. He has written all over your walls. He's writing on himself. And they just go, ah, oh, that is okay. Yeah. Hey, get over it. Man, hey, I, I, uh, I don't think this is a, a film that uh, really respects the uh, mental health um, yeah. aspects. The, like, the thing that just pissed me off so much about this film yeah. was that um, psychiatric hospital. Oh, um, and just so like I thought. I'm, I mean, this is what two thousand five, seven, two thousand seven. I thought we'd start to be get moving past the 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 creepy psych ward, yeah, kind of thing. Even when it's open, it still looks super yeah. creepy. And I'm like, this isn't this isn't this isn't right. Let's move away, particularly in the horror thriller genre. Yeah. Of of demonising people through through mental health or using it as a as an excuse for the behaviour that's going on. When was this film set? No idea. I'd imagine two thousand seven. Well, now, okay. I was how old was I? I was like twenty one in two thousand and seven. Showing my age. Yeah, that feels right. I had a mobile phone. Mm. Lots of people I know had mobile phones. Just. Use that. Just call each other. Be like, cool, this is what's happening. Like, <laughs> why, what are we doing? Like, I was like, I felt like I was like, is this set in the 70s? Yeah. What is that? Like, uh, uh. I did love their attempt at like youthifying Jim Carrey when he was at college. <laughs> they just gave him this like bowl haircut. It's like, yeah, it's a, it's a teenager. It's a teenager. <laughs> they didn't have the money to like do the um, GGI to like. <laughs> Age him down like, hey, he's a young guy. He's all young. <laughs> Question that came up for me: Just burn the book. If you are his wife and you are like that, quote unquote, worried, get the book. Just burn it. Yeah, just burn it. There's one copy, and then he'll be like, oh yeah, that one, that book. Oh, yeah, okay, done. Yeah. Like, I just yeah, I just I I didn't buy the premise of being haunted by the number twenty three. I thought that yeah. was just such a a, a stupid conceit and, and just made no sense whatsoever. Yeah, it was a real slap in the face. They're like this thing, this thing. Remember this thing? And you're like, yes, I get it. The number twenty three is apparently scary now. And I love the fact that at one point in the car, she's like, it's just a number. Yeah. It's not even like, it's just a number. What are you both doing? And they're just like, oh, it's... No, it's really Again, just calling it out. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. This is something... That 
<laughs> what I found very funny. I got a bit of advice for you, Tristan. Yeah. If in future, and I hope this never happens to you, I honestly do from the bottom <laughs> of my head. If you walk into a crime scene and there is blood everywhere and you see a knife on a bed, do not ever pick it up and look at it and put your handprints all over it and be like, wonder what's, wonder what's happening here. This is really weird. Like, I was just like, what are you people doing? He walks in, there's blood everywhere, and he's like, Oh, yeah. oh knife. Oh, what's this doing? Oh, my fingerprints are all over the knife. It's like, yeah, bro. You you walk in, you see all the blood, you call out, you look around, you go, oh my god, something's wrong, and you run downstairs and you call the police. And you sit downstairs and you go, and they come and you go, I went up there, I can't go back up there, something is wrong. You don't touch anything. Oh, it just angered me so much. I was like, look, I, I'm disappointed for him, but the detectives working that case wouldn't have been that great to come to that conclusion when, um, I, I, I don't remember it, but I don't think Jim Carey uh, had gloves on when he did the no. murder, so his uh, fingerprints were on there. The and there would people be... would have seen him with her. It's not mm-hmm. like and he, he wasn't ran out of there life. covered in blood. Again, this is like, so that would be the, so it's 13 years before, so like the 90s, they probably would have had cameras. Yeah. And also like he probably would have left handprints and footprints and because he is covered and in blood. She would have talked to this guy about him. Oh, all the time. He turned up at the door, like just staring at her in the classroom. Like, and everybody knew that they were together. But it, it's obvious that this person is the murderer. It, and not the weird yeah. guy that has just disappeared. Yeah. Or the weird guy who is her ex-boyfriend, who everybody knows about, who throws himself out of a window when they go to his room. is written all over it, has written this manuscript. I'm just like, guys. Oh, it's the detectives. Like, and they, and eh, the, I think it's this guy. Let's go on break. And the fact that they, like, when he goes to the mental institution, they have the manuscript. And they get they're like, I'll be like, well, this is... And they're like, oh, it's just like a fantasize. <laughs> he, he fantasized about killing her. I was like, it's no, just it's a, a confession. Book. It is a confession. He is a murderer. And they're like, no, I don't think so. I think it's just this other guy who just has no connection, who just happened to walk into a room. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. But that's my advice for you. Don't ever pick that up. I uh, hope that comes in handy. Yeah, I hope it doesn't. I hope you never <laughs> in that situation. Um, also, one of my favourite parts of the whole film, um, one that actually made me smile and laugh, which it's not supposed to, is when the priest uh, turns up in the graveyard. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, oh, she's a good girl, the dog. Oh, I'm like, what? what? And then the other guy, he's just like, he's like, just there, mute, doesn't say anything. Who owns the dog? And like, what seems to be on your mind, laddie? I'm like, why? Why? It's like Joel Schumacher was like, finally, I get to make a Stephen King novel into a movie. And they were like, Stephen King won't give you the rights. He's like, I'll write my own. I'll get my own. It'll be about the number 23 yeah. haunting people. Yeah. Ooh, scary. Yeah. Addition is driving people crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, look, maths is hard. Yeah. Not that hard. The guy kills himself at the mail place? <laughs> with a Stanley knife? What? It looked a little bit like a letter opener. Was it? I don't know. I think it maybe was a letter, letter opener, but like, I was like, what? And then she's like, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. You get out of here. And I'm like, why? Why? Again. Cradle him because he's dying. Like, guys, just go sit down the front. The cops are going to be here soon and they're probably going to want to talk to you. You're, yeah. on, you're on camera. It's yeah. 2007. Come on, guys. Like, so much of it's like... But they needed to give you a red herring three minutes before the actual reveal. Yeah. But then she goes to the very scary institute in the middle of the night by herself. And I'm like, you are a you are a crazy person, and you deserve to be. In there. <laughs> like, I, I I just was like, why is she going there? I just kept saying, why are you going here? But also, that was that was something. This place is closed down because one of the doctors there went crazy because of the number twenty three. 
Is, yeah. is that entire place just reliant on that one doctor? You know, and he wasn't even the senior doctor. The senior <laughs> doctor was the guy who gave him the manuscript. He was like, oh, have a read of this, see what you think. And then he, the other guy got Jim Carrey well and put him back out into society. He was like, hey, job well done. Yep. And instantly found his wife. Yeah. Oh, convenient. By crushing one of her terrible cakes. <laughs> uh, and, and I love the fact that the shot is like through the doctor's leg. And then, like, the, Jim Carrey's character doesn't turn around and go, Oh, hi. Um, oh, sorry, I gotta go. Um, so, and he's like, Okay, bye. Like, they just kind of like nod at each other. And then he walks off like he's never been in that institution in his life. <laughs> like, oh, so much of it. You're like, You've got no friends because you're in an institution for like a year, yeah. two years. I don't even know how long he was in there for. Yeah, it, it's all because it's what needed to happen in the script yeah. for all it to. Semi work. There yeah. is there is no life to these characters outside of what's written on that page. But also that guy, like her friend, the professor, that guy is the best friend you are ever going to have in your life. Yeah. He like talks to your husband when your husband's being crazy. He comes to a scary institute with you, and spoiler alert, he moves a corpse with you to protect your husband. I was like be with that guy <laughs> because he's a good guy. He's a really good guy. Oh. But it's okay because Jim went to jail in the end and we'll only spend a little bit of time in there and then we'll be up for parole and everything will work out. Will it? I've just, like, I've just written like, I've got like formal notes. I was like, oh, it's Shutter Island. <laughs> That's what I was like, it's Shutter Island. I also didn't like Shutter Island. Yeah, I got... One thing I will say, just getting back to a point I made earlier... The scene where she confronts him at the hotel room when he learns chapter 23. <gasps> I was like, this is an acting scene. This is an acting scene. And I was like, they're both playing opposite objectives and there's the point of dramatic tension and they're both trying to work this scene and make it really intense and really passionate and this, that, and that. And I was like, this is... I was like, this is like second rehearsal sort of stuff and they're not listening to each other. There's mm. no... And I, like... They both tried really hard. There's no chemistry there at all. Like, yeah. Um, I got some actor's notes, but do you want to go with the filmmaker's opinion? Oh, I, I think I've said all I have to I, say. I do have a question for you, though. Yeah. What two steps would you take to fix this film? Uh, not release it? <laughs> at all? No, I, 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 I think there's a lot of clever ideas in this film. Like I said before, the the duality between real life and what is happening in the book is such an interesting thing. I think developing that more would have made this a, a, a much better film. Yeah, I was waiting I was waiting for the moment which never came, unfortunately, when he didn't know if he was seeing his real life or seeing the book. Mm. I was waiting for his reality to become the book's reality. And it never came because it was like, and then he's like, has a clip of him like reading and like, and reacting and going back to reading. I'm like, no, I think if you like, if he had lost himself so much in the book that he didn't know where the book ended, yeah, that would have been fun. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think developing that and making that, I mm. guess, more prevalent in the story. I, I feel it would have made it interesting, more interesting, and just getting rid of the number twenty three, like. <laughs> Making, making, uh, they they <laughs> back themselves into a corner with that number twenty three. Make it something a little bit different. Yeah. The number twenty three is like the worst MacGuffin uh, ever, yeah. and being driven crazy by addition is so stupid that you there's a curse on this number because things around you are adding up to twenty three. That's that that's not something to drive mm. someone crazy. No, and then be like, it drove his father crazy. That's why his father killed his mother, and now it's passed on to him. And now he's passed it on to his son. Yeah, I was just like, because what they've done with this is they've started out with that premise of, oh, there's there's this thing out there, the number twenty three. All these dates um, uh, kind of relate to number twenty three when you add them up and stuff. There's something interesting there. Let's make a film about that. 
And what they needed to do was start making this film and going, no, that's stupid. Let's pivot to something else. We've we've discovered this this cool story about a, a book um, being a duality with this person's life mm. and him him finding himself in this book and that driving driving him more and more um, obsessive. I think that that's a really interesting thing. Yeah. It was just the number 23 just didn't work for me. I feel like if they'd gone along the lines of conspiracy theory, the Mel Mm. Gibson film, like it would have been great if he had found this book and actually found something in a book, but like doesn't know what part of it is real and what part of it isn't. And that's what he's doing is he's unraveling it. And then, then he's going, oh, like I feel like the moment he turns around, not reads it on a wall, but he turns around and goes, oh, this is me. Yeah. That's great. But the fact that they're like slapping you in the face constantly with like the number 23, it's so important in this story. It's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it, 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 just wasn't, it just wasn't needed. There were so many interesting things there, but they, they, they banked on this one yeah. thing that just didn't work and made everything else in the film unravel. Could, also, could, I would have made more interesting characters or... or a character. Yeah, a character. And had this come yeah. out of character. Story the, from character. Yeah, I didn't it's what care. I, no. I really didn't care. I was like, I hope he goes to jail. Good. Yeah. Like, great. Oh, he's thrown himself out a window. Okay. Sweet. I, I want you to do... Because you're a filmmaker. You got the skills. <laughs> Can you do an edit of this film where you take out every reference to the number 23? Look, it'd only be like five minutes long. It's probably all it deserves. Because um, the rest of it is just people going, tw- like, 10 and, and 13, 23. Yeah. Oh, we live at this house that's on the 23rd street um, of the 23rd town in the 23rd state. Ooh. The best part about this film is actually the trivia on IMDb where every single one is, like, things in the movie that added up to 23. And I'm like, oh, because that was an accident. Oh, guys, you're so smart. Like of course, like guys, yeah, they had the the props department had nothing else to do. <laughs> um, the two things I've got is, God, Jim is just working his butt off. He really, he actually, there are some really amazing moments that he finds. They are few and far between because I, that, like you said earlier, they've got nothing to work with. Mm. No one's got anything to work with in here. But he really, there are some like, there are some scenes, especially like. The scene in the bed where he keeps seeing a shadow like telling him to stab his wife and he goes and gets a drink and he comes back and he's dead and he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, shit, shit, shit. I was like, that's actually really nice work. Mm. And then it's like when he's trying to explain it to people and they're like, you're crazy and just like letting that sort of like that playing that secret, that internal kind of thing. That's really, really lovely. Like it's just lovely work. It's just Mm. like that is an actor who did the work. He, what did he do before this? Uh, what did we do last? Uh, fun with Dick and Jake. Yeah, it would have been a real weird time for him going from that to this. And he seems to do that, like, one for them, one for me. This feels like a second film to me. Yeah. This feels like the sort of film he probably should have done after Once Bitten to sort of get those more kind of acting chops. Not when you're like... the one of the biggest movie stars on earth. And the only reason this film is... Anyone has ever talked about this film or seen this film is because of him. Yeah. But uh, I, th- I think the, the interesting thing about this as yeah. well is um, uh, he's, he's had a break because Fun with Dick and Jane with two, 2005. Oh. This is 2007. So this is two years later. Yeah. That's interesting. And then he comes back for this. Yeah. Of all things. Like this, these scripts that would pass over his desk, and he and it's, it's probably because, like he says, he's obsessed with the number twenty three. Yeah, and he bought straight into it, and he was really like, "Oh, it's like a really good omen. It's kind of going to be a really good film." Like I said, like all the actors, whether they're good or not, are working hard, but they have nothing. There yeah. is nothing. And, and I think the reason he signed up for this is is there there was a spate of. Films like this at this time, mm. there was things like One Hour Photo, Insomnia, where these kind of more known for, for comedian uh, 
comedic uh, performances were doing these kind of thrillers. Um, the the there was the Johnny Depp one in there as well. Uh, Secret Window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, um, which great film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he was kind of banking banking on that as well. Yeah. Um, but it just didn't. It didn't never work. got there. Really, never got there though. Like, yeah. yeah. I think you guys all know our opinion on this. Do not see this film unless you want to watch how not to make a thriller. <laughs> I get, like, in my opinion, like, I would listen to this podcast, and after you listen to this, if you're still like, actually, I want to see that, yeah, go. On. If you want to watch Jim Carrey try really hard and fail in a movie, this is the movie for you. I uh, I wouldn't even say watch that yeah. like, I, I was really intrigued and I looked it up on, on Rotten Tomatoes um, not, not that I, I think Rotten Tomatoes is the be and all and end all of uh, film criticism mm. um, but I, I was curious to see if this was the worst film worst uh, critically rated film that Jim Carrey has done Yeah, it's close, it's not What's the worst? Uh, I think it's it's a, a relatively new one. So this was Mr. Popper's ping. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. He won that, a he won a Razzie for this for worst performance in a movie for that year. Look, I, I think that's unfair. Yeah, I think I think he genuinely tried. Like, I think yeah. he actually finds some really good stuff. But yeah, I don't. He he, he just wasn't given anything to work yeah. with. But yeah, th- this was rated eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh wow. Uh, whereas his worst one uh, is in 2016, so only a couple of years ago, Dark Crimes, which was rated 0%. So that's going to be an interesting discussion oh, when we get to no. it. <laughs> no! I take my non-existent hat off to him for, like, as an actor, like, he's trying something different, working his craft, trying to push himself as an actor. I think he does it. I just think this was the wrong project. Yep. There you go, guys. That's our opinion. I, I hope... You liked it. I'm sorry it was a lot. It was very negative uh, that whole time. If you agree with us, let us know. If you disagree with us, if we missed anything, please let us know. Um, comment wherever you get this from, or like go onto Facebook at at dandle.fun and uh, leave a message there, and um, I will get it, and then we can even reply to it, or we can talk about it on the show next time. What are we doing next time, Tristan? Uh, next up, uh, we're, we're going to something a bit more jovial. Okay. Hot uh, and He's a Who. Oh, yes! Oh, I love this film. Back I into the world film. of... I love uh, this film so much. ...of uh, Dr. Seuss and mm-hmm. another film, Dave, Yeah. That of Jim Carrey's that I haven't seen. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so excited for you to see this film because <laughs> I know how much you love animated films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is one that, uh, unfortunately, I missed. And Steve Carell. Like, this has got to like it. Oh, my God. I'm so excited about watching this film again. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us for the last 45 minutes or whatever it's been. Um, if you are following these films and watching them, I'm so sorry that you had to watch this one. Um, Have a bit of uh, alone time. Yeah. Do something you enjoy. Uh, <laughs> uh, and get this out of your system. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and like, seriously, like, you know... Look after yourself and uh, the people around you, and uh, yeah, we're getting we're getting through it, guys. We're getting through it. Okay, bye. <laughs> See ya. Bye.